Consistent self-improvement, everybody. You are now listening to American Gypsy Podcast. I am your host, Classic, and I am here with my co-host. Gypsy, and today we have Muriel Felus. She is a certified quantum life coach, an EFT and tapping specialist, and an advanced Reiki practitioner. She is also the host of the Single Moms Doing It All podcast. Welcome, Muriel. Welcome. Uh, hi, I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> it's a pleasure have having you. Uh, so you mentioned uh, that you about tapping uh, when we were talking about this podcast. And I think that's the first time I've ever heard of that. So um, can you give us a little bit more about what that is and why you should do it? Yeah. Uh, so tapping is a technique. Uh, it's like it's almost like uh, acupuncture for the brain, but without the the needles. Mm -hmm. We use the meridians in the body, the nervous and energy meridians, mixed with some aspect of psychology, and it helps with, you know, it's like an emotional first aid. But we can also we use it to heal trauma. They use it now with veterans. Uh, I use it with moms uh, who live under a lot of anxiety. Uh, it's a stress release technique, so you can use it to calm down. And it really has an impact on, in the brain, there is the stress center called the amygdala, which become active as soon as you perceive something as a threat, whether it's real or just imaginary because we can do that to ourselves yeah. with our thoughts. <laughs> uh, the, there is a whole mechanism of biochemicals and, and bodily reaction that takes place, and it's a stress response. Uh, the, not only we get ready to fight, it's the fight, flight, or freeze response, because we either fight, it comes from when we were cavemen and cavewomen, we, and there was a predator in front of us, so we're either going to fight we're going to fly, so we're going to run and escape. Sometimes we freeze, and some people even now, they added another one, some people faint. Mm. So what tapping does is by putting pressure on certain points, mostly around the face and the top of the body, you intercept that response, and you can go back to your normal, neutral, calm self, because in nowadays in our modern life when we are under stress and we we have a stress response the brain doesn't function normally there is not enough enough blood going there and we are not resourceful we we can't literally we can't think so in order to come back um we use tapping and um since i actually sent you my info i changed the name of my my podcast because i use tapping with my clients and with myself, I do now something that I call co-parenting with the universe to where you have to access an emotional state that is high enough so you can actually commune with the universe and get the information, your inner wisdom. And tapping for that is marvelous because it brings you back to your neutral self instead of being in panic or overreacting. What are some ways you can get into those states besides tapping? Um, you mean to come back to neutral? Uh, well, you were saying um, to get in those uh, states where you can commune with the universe. Oh, um, so, so the way I explain it is almost like an elevator. And when you want to, when you can commune, 
with the universe, access the wisdom, and even in my life, get assistance to every one of my challenges, you need to come back to neutral. And some ways to come back to neutral, when you are in stress or anxious, there is breathing. And scientifically, they did some experiments and some research, and they found that when you inhale for six and exhale for six, it literally calms the brain down. Another thing you can do is close your eyes and look at the black empty space behind your, your eyelids. Um, what is, anything where you would maybe move your body. I know for me, when I want to change my emotional state, sometimes I dance because it's literally, you know, it changes the energy of the body. <laughs> Meditation, meditation but uh it's you need to have like more time and at the beginning it's harder for people who just start those are the ways i can think about um how did yeah how did you get into um like doing energy work in general what pulled you to this so as a mom I had kids who had um i had a daughter who was very she was sick a lot and instinctively I was going above her and I was putting my hands above her and just sending mom's love because I know it's a very strong force. And I was taking whatever would disturb her, mostly when she was sleeping, that way she was calm and uh, she wouldn't wonder what I was doing. I would grab whatever was disturbing and give it to God or the universe or whatever you call it. And that was my first approach to, to energy. I, on, on parallel, I was always passionate about self-development, self-improvement. I started uh, 24, 25 years ago. I started attending Tony Robbins seminars. Uh, and then I, I went to Louise Hay's programs, if you know Louise Hay. Um, so I was always attracted to that world. But when I discovered that you could do literally change things with energy in, in our hands, mm -hmm. I decided to go and get uh, trained in Reiki to use that uh, professionally and, and even expand that and be more intentional maybe in the way that I was doing it. And um, tapping, which is also an energy uh, medicine modality or technique, I discovered with a book called The Tapping Solution from Nick Ordner. And I tried it on myself and I, I felt the effect right away. And that's how I entered the world of tapping. And now I'm getting certified in clinical tapping, which is even more potent to really heal and, and take care of the symptoms of post uh, PTSD, very serious and strong stuff uh, it's it's uh, i really love it it's one technique that is really really efficient i'm interested in how the process works as far as for tapping so we can do a demonstration for your audience if you want okay. um yes. and and i'm gonna take you as guinea pigs <laughs> if you if sure. you're okay with it yeah yeah definitely so we can work on something that stresses you and you can either be very general if you don't want to tell the audience what it is or you can be as whatever you want to say. Pick something that is really stressing you to where you feel 
an emotion of stress in your body. And that needs to be on a scale of zero to 10, where zero is, I don't feel stressed at all. And 10 is like, oh my God, I'm going to explode. I'm so stressed. I feel it in my body. It's overwhelming. You need to be at five or higher. So when you have something, let me know. And for the audience, they can pick something that stresses them, uh, something that scares them, uh, even something they have anxiety about, anything that really disturbs them at a body level even. Yes. You have something? No, oh, I have. Well, yeah, um, I'm pretty much in the, in, the, um, <laughs> in the moment right now. So I can definitely easily say that even making um, income with the podcast is about as in the moment as I can be with something that I would. It's not let's, necessarily stressing, but I would say. Let's say yeah. um, a little bit more general and say, like, I guess getting rid of limited beliefs if that be um, well, manifesting or so so we, <laughs> we're stopping you don't have to say something very specific yeah. for the audience if you don't want to but the more specific you are the better because if you're talking about changing a belief a belief is a little bit like a tabletop there are several legs that hold that belief in place and those legs are events or memory from childhood, because when you're going to start working with that, you're going to have stuff that are going to come back to your consciousness about stuff that you went through when you were younger. And that's what we do actually when we do tapping sessions longer with clients. We go back because that's where the source is. So for a belief, if you really wanted to tackle a belief, you're going to have to pick a few stories where you're very precise and you work with that specific story to you're going to give it a title and you're going to tap just on the title that as long as it brings emotion you can tap on it so okay. for now for the sake of of the show and time maybe some kind of stressor i don't know uh with the podcast because i have a podcast also myself for moms i know that sometimes there is the stress about how many listeners are going to listen or um, am I visible? Something that really is stressing you, but not too much because it's very short and I would like you to experience the result. Right. But that's, or, that's, the, or the fear of something, the stress about putting a certain episode out or reaching a certain guest. I don't know. Maybe you have someone you would love to have, but you feel stressed about contacting them, anything like oh yeah, that. We have those I as guess, well. Um, yeah. One of the things you mentioned was lack of time. Can we do it on? And I feel oh, yeah. like that's something that a lot of people experience, yeah. no matter what, what they're working on. Um, everyone wishes they can have more time to devote to whatever they're doing. So. so to be specific on that, bring to your mind your to-do list and the, the feeling of, I, won't, I don't have enough time to do all that. And yeah. let me know when you're there, when you're at a five or higher. Yeah, I can. That's pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's for pretty all of us. easy for me. I, yeah, know. I have a list it's right back there, and, I, I can, and, it's and, right and there. you know what? Like, <laughs> we can even tap on. We can even yeah. give the title of that list. If I say that list, does it bring you like really yeah. stress? To, to so, where do you feel the stress? In my stomach. I feel it a little higher than lower. And but I think it starts more here. 
like the solar plexus or uh, uh i think a little bit yeah. below the solar, solar plex right just like yeah in that little so we can say in my stomach would that be accurate yeah i would say probably most likely yeah. in the stomach yeah and at, uh as far as the number where do you fall so you're at least at a five maybe higher where I, where are you now i would have to say for me i kind of i'm, a, I'm not a, just a, a super stress stress i guess type of person so it has to be around around the five or six i know at least for me okay you know, I yeah. That's i'm good. not i'm six not gonna over stress you know my body wise just, otherwise i'll get to knocking it out and just so i won't you know it won't go too much higher yeah i try to keep that's that. good as long as you're at a five or six it's okay just take a mental note of where you are so you said a five or six and and gypsy you said a six or seven what did yeah. you say yeah. Okay. About so a year. I'm, about a year from now, it'll be completely different. But now, in this in particular moment, I could say I'm probably. You may catch me. Be maybe catch me at the most in the moment. Pretty grateful for everything. So, I'm learning not to let too much stress me. So, but a, a year ago, when I guess even right now, yeah, this was all being re re uh, repaired because the roof had leaked a different level of, oh of stress yeah, yeah I can <laughs> that imagine. would have been yes so i'm sorry so uh, so okay so now i'm going to show you the points and um, I'll, I'll i'll explain them for the uh people who listen on audio is your podcast also released on audio or only uh, video video and audio mm -hmm. okay so I'll, for the people who listen on audio we're going to start tapping on the side of the hand that is called the karate chop because that's the the flesh from the below the pinky uh, up to the wrist then we'll go to the beginning of the eyebrow on the bridge of the nose then on the side of the eye the corner of the eye under the mouth between uh, sorry above the mouth between the nose and the mouth then under the mouth at the crease then your collarbone just under there is some flesh and it's soft the next one is at the bra line under the arm for women where the bra line would be and we're going to end up on the top of the head just where if you trace a line between the two ears it would meet on the top of the head just there so what we're going to do now we're going to do we set up the situation the statement so we're going to repeat the statement three times so i'm going to say it and then i'll give you the space to repeat it so we're gonna we're gonna go with that list and that stress. So even though I have a lot of stress about that list, even, even though, though I have, have a lot, lot of stress about, about that, that list, and tapping on the side of the hand, I accept myself completely and I love myself. I accept myself completely and I love myself. And we're gonna do that two more times. Even though I have distress about that list even, even though, though i have distressed about that list and really think about your list really try to access the emotion i i accept and love myself completely i accept and love myself completely and one last time even though i have the stress about that list even though i have the stress about that list all those things i have to do all those things i have to do and not enough time to do them all and not, and not enough, enough time, time to, to do, do them all. all. I completely and deeply accept and love myself. I, I completely, completely and deeply accept myself. accept myself. 
Now let's tap on the eyebrow, the beginning of the eyebrow. That long list of things to do. That long list of things to do. And really think about your list and your things. Side of the eye, on the corner of the eye. That list and all the things I have to do. That, that list, list and all the things, things I have to do. Now, under the eye, I forgot the under the eye, under the eye on the board. All the things I have to do and not enough time. All the things I have to do and not enough time. Under the, the nose, all those things I have to do. All those things I have to do. Under the mouth, many, many things I have to do. Many, many things I have to do. Uh, under the collarbone, all those things and the stress in my stomach. All those things and the stress in my stomach. Under the arm at the bra line, I don't think I'm going to have enough time to do them all. I don't, I don't think, think I'm going to have, have enough time. time to do them all. Top of the head, I don't see how it's possible for me to do them all. I don't see how it's possible for me to do them all. Again, the eyebrow. But yet I have to do them all. But yet I have to do them all. Side of the eye. Those are the things on my list and they must be done. Those are the things on my list and they must be done. Under the eye. And there, there is only 24 hours a day. There is only 24 hours a day. Under the nose. Uh, under the nose. How am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? Under the mouth. How am I going to do all of that? How am I going to do all of that? Collarbone. Under the collarbone. I don't know. I don't know. Under the arm. Bra line. All that stress in my stomach. All that stress in my stomach. Top of the head. Now, if you see the stress in your stomach, if you can visualize it, what color would it be for you? I would say green. <laughs> say orange. So all so you're gonna repeat your color. Um, all that green or orange stress in my stomach. All that green all or that orange stress in my stomach. My stomach. Green. All that green or orange stress in my stomach. Uh, tap on the bra line on the bra eyebrow. All that green stress that in my green stomach. Stress in my stomach. Now, if you see the stress, what shape would it be? I don't have a shape. <laughs> All that shapeless stress in my stomach. Do you have a, do you have a shape? Do you no, see? Uh, All that. So let's go with that. All, All that, that under the eye. All that shapeless stress in my stomach. Under the nose. It may be shapeless, but it's there. It may, it may be, be shapeless, shapeless but, but it's there. There is stress in my stomach. There is stress in my stomach. Under the collarbone. All that stress in my stomach. All that stress in my stomach. Under the arm. That may not be good for my body. That may, may not be good for my body. Top of the head. We know stress isn't good for the body. We know, we know stress, stress isn't good for the body. Eyebrow. And I know stress doesn't help me to do what I have on my list. And I know stress doesn't do what I wait doesn't help me to do what doesn't I have on my me. doesn't help me to do what I have on my list. Side of the eye. It doesn't help me and it's not good for me. It doesn't, it doesn't help, help me, me and it's not, not good, good for me. me. 
under the eye. So what if I could let it go? So what if I could let it go? It is safe to let it go. It is safe to let it go. Do you have any resistance in your body when you say it's safe to let it go? No. No. Okay. Uh, under the mouth. It is safe to let go of that stress. It is safe to let go of that stress. Under the collarbone. It is safe to let go of that stress and I choose to let it go now. It is safe to let go of that stress and I choose to let it go now. Under the arm. I choose to let go of the stress. I choose to let go of the stress. Top of the head. I choose to do what's good for me and what will help me do what I have on my list. I choose to do what is good for me and what will help me do what is on my list. What I have to do on my list. I now let go of the stress. I now let go of the stress. And I'll stop tapping and take a deep breath. And think about your to-do list. Think about what you were thinking earlier where you were either at a five or at a six and a seven and see where do you fall now. And for the audience, same thing. Go back and see what number you are. I would say it's lower. It's not a... It's maybe... I mean, as far as... I don't feel it here the same way, I guess, either. It's like it feels a little lower, but maybe a two or three, possibly, if that's that's lower. Great. Yeah, it can move in the body and physically and in energy. In in intensity, yeah. yeah. And for you, Gypsy? Um, Yeah, it definitely got lower, but I got in the middle of us doing that whole exercise, like I got distracted because there was a feeling in my stomach and it went away. And I'm like, wait, I noticed it and I kind of got distracted. So I forgot what words you were saying. So, yeah, I did notice that the feeling that I was saying in my stomach did dissipate even before we finished the session yeah and that's typically what happens now for the audience for some people sometimes it goes higher because you concentrate on that problem and if if that's the case rewind that episode to the beginning of the tapping and redo the tapping until you go lower because typically when we tap when i tap one-on-one with people or in my groups uh it goes lower it changes Sometimes you have memories that come back from childhood. It's linked to a situation where you felt stressed like that. That may not be about your to-do list. And a lot of stuff can happen. It's really because it opens some uh, memories in the brain. Tapping, when you do it often, and when you work with everything that disturbs you, has the potential to literally change the plasticity of the brain. So it's going to change your, your connection so that if we're talking about stress, I know for me in my life and in the lives, the lives of the moms I, I talk to, I coach, they have teenagers and difficult teenagers. So there are a lot of stressors. And the more we work, the more we tap, the less we, you know, when you react instead of responding, right. the less we react, the more we are able to have like a pause and say, wait a minute, how do I want to respond? How do I not dance that tango that my teenager is inviting me to dance, like go in a conflict and, oh no, I'm not dancing. You dance alone and I'm not getting mad. So the more you do it, the more it's like that. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so I guess we did get into tapping and all of this right away. Uh, I do want to get to the audience to get to, to know you a little bit more. Um, yeah, I usually so. like to ask <laughs> at the beginning, but of course we just flow as well. Um, yeah. And thank you as well for the, the um, example and for the, the sorry, demonstration. The, the demonstration, yeah, yeah, and the experience. Yeah. Um, what led you to get into that as far as, I guess, to go back from that, tell us a little bit about where you're from, because I'm sure they hear your accent and everything. And we'd usually yeah. <laughs> let them know, you know, where, what side of the world we're on. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't hide where I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> the accent is so strong. So originally I was born and raised in France and then I moved so I moved in Israel to go to uh, college and then I met someone from the U.S. So I ended up living 25 years in the U.S. where I raised three kids. I ended up as a single mom and I raised three kids on my own. I still have a, a one with me. Um, so I recently moved from the U.S. to Israel. It's very, very fresh and recent. Uh, and... The thing is, since I, you know how some people find their purpose, I always say that my purpose found me because even when I was in high school, I had all the people who were like breaking up with their boyfriends or girlfriends or girls who were, I remember I had girls who were getting pregnant and, and they were having so much trouble. I, I somehow I had a soothing effect before, before knowing even what I was doing. Mm. So at a certain point, and when I was a single mom, I, I was doing that on the side. I said, I might as well get, in, get certified and, and make money with that because I love it and uh, people need it. So I got certified and I started coaching women on relationships for years until my kids became teenagers and they started acting out in sometimes very self-destructive and very dangerous ways. Um, going to parties and trying too many stuff where it was so scary for me because I, I was a control freak, let's say it. <laughs> I wanted to control everything and keep my, my kids safe. But you know, when your kids become teenagers, they go places and you're not with them and you cannot protect them 24 seven and I'm not God. So slowly, slowly, I was in so much anxiety because they were really, let's say, adventurous in what they were doing. <laughs> I was always afraid that one day one of them would die. And I woke up in the middle of the night, like in panic attacks. And it became so difficult, <clears throat> sorry, that it spiraled me into depression. And I didn't even realize that. Um, to a point where, I, I wish that something would just take me away from this planet. I would not kill myself, but if I could disappear, that would be great because I kept telling myself I don't have what it takes. It's too much. I don't have family. I was still in the U.S. without family or anything. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm going to take a sip of water. <clears throat> and um, one night I woke up really crying, realizing that I didn't love my life. And I have a lot of allergy. I'm sorry, I'm going to 
put a candy in sure, my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to cough. Yeah. <coughs> I really apologize. That's no problem. <coughs> Gosh. So I woke up in the middle of the night and I cried and cried. And I realized that I didn't, I hated my life, but I would never admit that before because in my mind, it meant that I didn't love my kids. So I had so much judgment that I couldn't even see myself. And that night, I realized that we can be paradoxes. We can have two parts of ourselves that could be true at one time. And because I didn't love my life, it didn't mean that I didn't love my kids. So I started asking for help. And I started doing what I would tell a client to do, but multiplied by 10. So I always meditated. I really made sure I meditated morning and evening to connect to the infinite love, to connect to what would help me bounce back. When I was waking up in panic attack in the middle of the night, I would tap. So I would come back because I don't know if you've heard about um, people who are in the positive self-improvement milieu. They always say, pick a more positive thought. But when you are in a turmoil and in a really, really strong panic attack and anxiety attack, you can't think about anything else. It's like you're stuck in a loop. So you have to intervene at the nervous system level because you cannot get out of that emotional state with a thought. You have to really, really grab a hold of your nervous system, interrupt, and then pick another thought. So I was tapping in the middle of the night to go back to a neutral state. And then I was telling myself, the sentence I think that saved me I have what it takes. I didn't exactly knew what it meant, but I knew I have what it takes and I'm not alone. Those two sentences, to me, they, they, they give us so much strength and, and hope. So I was telling myself that over and over, and I was telling myself at this moment, right now, my kids are safe. Nobody's in trouble. Nobody's dying. So I'm safe. I have what it takes. I'm not alone. And I really practiced that and trained my brain slowly, slowly to understand that I could not protect them 24-7. I could not, if, God forbid, I was meant to lose a kid in this life, there's nothing I can do that can change that. I believe that when we, before we come on earth, we choose our parents, we choose certain challenges. And if they chose that, who am I to change what they chose? And maybe I was meant to go through certain stuff. And so I said, since I cannot control it, and I know that we are given the tools in the moment to deal with whatever is happening to us, the universe is giving us what we need in the moment. You were talking about being in the moment earlier. When you are living through something, if you really can access and, and calm down a little bit to see what's going on, you will be given the tool. So I said, there is no point in managing what I cannot manage. So I started realizing that we have two areas, one area of power and one area of powerlessness. And that area of powerlessness, I relinquished it to the universe, to God. And I said, you take care of that. You've protected me so far. You've protected my kids. 
you'll give me the tools if I need to. I built, I really strengthened my trust, my faith to know that there was that higher power there if I needed to. And I concentrated on the area where I had power, which was to learn to not react, but respond, to learn to have a better relationship with my kids and not only be like a, a, a dog guard, you know, I don't know if you say that in English, a, a dog that guards <laughs> and, but, and yeah, always it. after them, like, are you smoking weed? Are you this? Are you that? All the time, because the relationship became that. And that's not, it's not only what there is. There are so many other stuff. And that's the best way to push your kids away to be all the time on their back like that. So I really change and train my brain to be more, tr to trust in the universe, to know where I had to put limits with my kids, but also trusting that they were not stupid uh, and that I was catastrophizing also. And that the same wisdom that I had in me, they also had some in them. So I relaxed and it, things became better. And when I was back to myself, it had been so painful that I said, I don't want any mom to struggle like that. I want to help them. So I changed the business. I changed to help moms. I really developed I, I, in a meditation and I had that name that came co-parenting with the universe because every time I had a challenge, I was asking, show me the next step. Sometimes it was a book. Sometimes I had to meet someone. Sometimes I had to work on myself, but it, there was always something shown to me. And when I needed help, it always came if I was flexible enough to see that it came in the form that the universe decided, not my, ver my version, like it needs to come that way. <laughs> and it has been working since just like that for the rest of my life, uh, my business, everything. I'm co-parenting, co-creating with the universe. I'm, I'm doing my job to be as, to self-regulate emotionally as much as I can to be, you know, not as judgmental, to learn, to grow, to be ready and listen and be flexible and see how am I shown the way. And that's what I've been doing in a parenthesis. <laughs> was meditation something that was introduced to you as a child or was it something that you, you had to <clears throat> get as an adult? I know I was maybe college or afterwards when I was an adult when I was introduced into meditation. So I, I was introduced to it in my 20s. Yeah, about mm. 26, 27. I was doing yoga and there was a meditation uh, workshop and it was part of the yoga uh, training. And I, I, I stepped into it and I loved it. And I see that really it keeps me sane because otherwise I'm a nutcase. <laughs> it was everything that I have to do. Who are some of the your um, favorite spiritual gurus that you read about or listen to? So I loved, and I still love, uh, the late Wayne Dyer. Do you know about Wayne Dyer? I'm not sure. No, the Power of Intention. Uh, Louise Hay. I mentioned her before. She's like the mother of uh, self-development from the 80s, I think she started. She's a lot about self-love and mirror work. Um, it, it depends on, on when I know that one book, for example, that really changed my life, even though it's so simple, 
It's the four agreements from Don Miguel Ruiz. Uh, wow. Somebody so, else just yeah. told us about <laughs> that. <laughs> Then, yeah. then uh, I guess that's a message for you to read it. <laughs> yeah, it comes across because, a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's to the beach. <laughs> it, yeah, it's so it's amazing. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think. You know, Deepak Copra was the my introduction oh, Deepak, to meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I I used to listen to him uh, a lot before I. In the past, because I have cycles, sometimes I love to listen a lot about someone, and then I switch, and then I come yeah, back. Yeah. yeah, Deepak Deepak Chopra was uh, was one of my teachers too, and I'm trying to think. Of course, when the Law of Attraction uh, came out, I uh, I looked into it. Yeah, but I love to really put a more spiritual aspect to it that just asking for what we want there is nothing wrong with that but i also believe in divine assignments i believe that any challenge there is good and bad there is a lesson in it even if it's super hard and that really that's what helps me live my life on a day-to-day -day basis so you mentioned reiki earlier and that just came into my radar maybe like a year ago um can you Explain that a little bit and what you do with that. So Reiki, um, you know, there is a life, for, life force energy in the universe. Yes. And Reiki is, is somehow channeling that, like directing that life force energy and on someone or on myself, you just become a conduit. And it's healing it helps heal the energy uh, field our energy field because everything starts with energy and uh you use it to relax um like really relax the body you use it i don't know if you can say heal i i believe that it does heal but i i don't want to affirm anything that is not scientifically proven but you use the life force energy to help people and I had clients whom were, I remember a client who she needed to take a plane and she was, she had a vertigo for three weeks and nothing was helping. It was in the US. Uh, she went to see an acup acupuncturist. It didn't help. She tried pills, nothing helped. She came, we did a Reiki session and it removed the vertigo. It rebalanced the energetical system. And she was okay for three weeks, so she had time to hop on a plane, uh, go where she was supposed to go, and then see her doctor there, her homeopath, and uh, continue the treatment. Uh, Reiki, when, when you do Reiki also, you connect with the infinite field of energy because it's also divine energy. It's all the same. I, I know I was trained in Reiki, but when i do reiki i also call on everything i believe in and everything that the the person on the table the massage table is believing it believing in if they believe in angels i'm gonna call on angels in if they believe i'm jewish but i call on mother mary sometimes to help whatever good force in the universe can help i call on it and it's just sending divine beautiful love and life force energy we had a, a little conversation um it was just me and her the other day on a little recording i don't we 
not sure if we're even going to put it out as a podcast, but it was just a little recording. But I noticed, I mentioned that I noticed when the pandemic happened, we're in downtown LA and there's always been a routine with LA. Um, Eight o'clock traffic, you know, traffic jam. Yeah. Um, noon, there's going to be people walking um, downtown LA for lunch. You know, four or five o'clock, there's going to be people leaving. And when the pandemic happened, there was a nothing. So there was a, you know, the energy you could, you can notice, okay, there's not a lot of people coming here every day. And that certain energy isn't here. You can basically feel the emptiness of that energy. And I guess to fast forward it, it kind of connected some creative ideas, I guess, dealing with energy manipulation um, or just being able to, like right now we have the Super Bowl. We're yeah. not involved in it necessarily, but we, you are, of course, just like a football arena, there's a lot of energy in that arena with when there's people in there. And then when there's not any people in there, the energy isn't there. So for like a place like now you have Los Angeles and you have this over, you know, this extra energy that's here. How can a person, or is it possible even to kind of, find a way to manifest that energy without being a part of the Super Bowl. Like we're going to the beach and we're, we, we can feel the energy, but is there anything you can do if you're not a part of the, the, you know, the Super Bowl, how can a person still use that energy? Transmute energy or, basically yeah. to your benefit is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. To your benefit. So is that even possible? If you're talking about energies of crowd, I am not sure how to do that. I, I know that I use energy uh, when I when I need. Let's say I was living in the U.S. for 25 years with no family, and sometimes I needed love, mm -hmm. and I was single, and so I sat on a meditative meditation cushion and. I, do you know about chakras, right? Yes. Energy yes. centers in the body. So I would and feel free open, to educate people on chakras as well. While we're so, here. so we have seven main chakras. We have others, but uh, we have chakras that start at the basis of the spine. Then um, a second one at the level of the, I would say the, the womb area, if you want for a woman then the next one is the solar plexus then the heart then at the basis of the throat the third eye and above the head on the top of the head mm -hmm. and those energy centers uh, i'm not an expert but i use them each one resonates and vibrates at the level of a color for example the first one vibrates at the same frequency as red the second one as orange uh, the one is in the solar plexus at, as yellow. The heart is green. The throat is blue. The third eye is indigo. And the top of the head, I see it when I do my meditation, white or purple, depending on who you talk to. And you can open those energy centers. And if you're talking about crowds, I have the opposite effect than wanting to grab that crowd energy and use it for me sometimes it's overwhelming because i absorb other people's energy mm -hmm. so when i'm around a lot of people i always make sure when i come home to clear myself 
And I visualize, I actually have on my, on my website for moms uh, a free, I called it back to peace uh, kit. And in that kit, there is a meditation, which is a meditation to clear your chakras to remove all anything that doesn't belong there, anything that doesn't vibrate high, so that you're clear. And if you're talking about using energy, I ask the universe sometimes to send me love energy. And I promise I can feel it in my heart chakra. If you really open, you're ready to receive. And so I ask for love and I send thank yous. So it's like, uh, you know, like a cycle, receive love, send, send thank yous. This is the energy of the heart. It's one of the most powerful energies. And that would raise your vibration to where your energy is going to be super strong and shiny and, and, uh, and powerful. When you work with that energy of the heart about either receiving love, sending love, sending thank yous. I teach moms because, you know, with teens when they don't want to listen they don't want to listen anything they know better you can't do anything to help them there is still a way to help someone if you can't if, if it doesn't go through and it's energy so i have them sit down and just send love and i noticed that so what i do with my kids and what i teach moms is to tap so that you are calm and at the same time you send love and somehow it connects with the person and even if they don't know it they receive it and i've seen differences in the behaviors and in the relationships i had a mom who hadn't seen her son for two years um and and so her son was taking drugs and she said i hadn't I didn't have contact with him for two years. And we worked on that to send him love. I said, your job is to love him. Love him. If you can't do anything else, send him love. And a few weeks after we started working together, he gave her a phone call. I've seen that so many times. When I was working with women on relationships, I remember I was working with a client who had a hard time affirming herself and setting limits with people. So we were meditating and visualizing, and I told her, you, you define your area, that's your area, your energetic area, and affirm no one is crossing, or else they're going to be disintegrated. You know, that's just an image, that's just uh, some kind of, uh, let's say, a, a ritual, if you want, because the brain respond well, responds well to that. So we did that. A week later, her house, her house went on fire. Mm. And I was like, oh, my God. Do you remember? We said disintegrated if they cross. I said, we're working on renewing yourself. We're working on defining a new self for you with limits. And maybe because she went through stuff that were very traumatic in her life, maybe certain objects in your house were reminding you unconsciously every time you pass in front of that book or that whatever it is, you be, you're being remembered of when you were young and you were attacked. So it was time for the universe to clean all that so you can start anew. Maybe it didn't serve you. Energy is so powerful. It's very powerful. So you don't need a lot of people to create a lot of energy. You can, you can connect with the field, connect with the divine source, the universe, whatever you want, whatever resonates for you to call it, and open your heart and you'll see. 
you'll see. And if you talk about manifesting, make sure that there is no fear. If you feel fear, you can use techniques, you can use tapping, you can use other techniques. And once you're neutral, that's when you want to send energy and invite. Um, I don't know if, did I say how I see energy like an elevator? Yes. So you come neutral and then you're going to, after a while, you can go higher. You can go at the level of hope or the level of gratitude or elevated emotions. When you're at that level, it's like a floor. You're going to be, because I believe that we have power, but we're not God. I don't believe so much in attraction. I believe more in alignment, mm -hmm. alignment with a certain wave, a certain frequency. Um, so at that floor, I'm going to encounter other things that will make me grateful because I'm at the level of gratitude. So I'm going to encounter people, situations, things, things, all kinds of stuff that are going to resonate with gratitude that I'm going to be grateful with. So it's, it's all about remember who you are. We are powerful. And uh, remembering to connect with the most powerful of all, which is the unity of source, God, the universe. I... Uh, I, about manifesting, I remember when my son was 13, he needed to have a good role model and he didn't have for a male role model in his life. There was none. So I enrolled him with big sisters, big brothers, you know, because they match adults with kids to help them to become friends. And he was already 13 and they told me, we don't think that we're going to find a match because he's too old. People like younger kids. I said, that's okay. Just put his name on the list. Two years later, I didn't hear about them, didn't think about them. Two years later, he was going through something very difficult and I didn't know what to do. He didn't like school. Like school. It was creating trouble. And I asked, show me. I always ask, show me the next step because I just need the next step. When you when you're busy to see the whole journey, you're gonna shoot yourself in the foot. It's too much. It's scary. It's you're gonna start thinking, how am I doing that? How will I create that opportunity or that thing? Next step. Show me. The same day, two hours later, I got a call from Big Brothers, Big Sisters. He was now 15, so there was even less probability of finding someone. They found someone mm. who had so much in common with our family. He was even working in the same building where I was working. Wow. It was amazing. You couldn't, when you ask, you there is an answer in a way that the universe is thinking is the best for us. I didn't know what to expect. I just asked. So you can manifest, you can just pay attention what's coming. Um. When you're doing your energy work, do you use crystals at all? Or just so personally? I use them for myself only because I'm not savvy enough. I love crystals, but I don't know. I don't know the power of each crystal. I had, I have some in my house, but I, uh, I know some people do use it. Uh, I don't. What, what do you have personally, if you don't mind? I mean, as far as crystals, I meant, like, crystals, what are yeah. some of your favorites? Yeah. You like so there is the the obsidian because it's protecting. Okay. Uh, I have some. 
something that I ordered. It comes from Iceland. It's quartz from Iceland. And I've read that it can rebalance your, your cells. So I was, I was, uh, I had, I was contaminated with hepatitis B in 2017. And it was so strong, they, I've almost died from it. So I was healing. And they told me, you're going to take meds all your life. And, and I took the meds because I needed to, but I knew I wouldn't have to take them all my life because the body can heal itself. Mm. So I used everything I knew to get off the meds. And now I'm, I don't need to take medications, but that was one that I came across. I said, why not? And uh, I, I carried it like on a, on a necklace for some time. Uh, jade for abundance, because I think the Chinese people uh, have even, I have bracelets in jade. And uh, I think it's rose quartz for love. Okay. And turquoise just because it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get ready to um, close things out, was there anything you'd like to ask us or share with our audience, to, um, any projects you have coming up that you like to share with us? Yes. Uh, first of all, I love the name of your podcast. That's why I connected with you. <laughs> what, what, um, who is your audience and how, who are you trying to help? So I'm clear also. Uh, well, when our audience is, we're still building, um, this is our second season. Um, yeah, we're still working. I on could say most of our audience at probably at this moment, it may be a lot of our guests. Most of our guests okay. at this moment. Uh -huh. But um, we focus a lot on personal development, um, um, spirituality, and just things that can help people improve their life. And even um, technology, cryptocurrency, entrepreneurship, huh. just, yeah, self-development, personal development. That's, those like are some that. of the things um, we'd like to the um, bring on, you know, to have a conversation yeah. with. Also, one of the reasons is I wanted to learn from regular people. I'm a musician, so I've done music most of my life, and that's kind of been what a lot of things have evolved around. So even with me being on the platform, I'm enjoying learning from people like you, and that's one of the things I come mostly whatever I learn, my audience learn, and as we grow, we all learn together, basically, and we learn from each other. Yeah. Yeah. And music, music is also channeling. I mean, it comes from somewhere through you. That's yeah. that's the beauty of it. I, I always admire that. Listen to a lot of people that channel in many different ways, and yeah. find that pretty fascinating. And I used to street perform. I've shared it on the um, the podcast before. I used to street perform in downtown LA. So when you mean energy, understanding how energy works and the people that come by and even on my bucket was thank you for your energy, never necessarily tips or money or anything, but just thank you for your energy. And that's the exchange. So I've definitely had my share of, you know, being able to gauge energy and understand people just from being and in the random public the and the changing place. the energy. <clears throat> yes. Cause that was one of my things that I enjoyed. And one of my, the thing I got the best, I wish myself, and sometimes I got the experience because other musicians would come and perform as well, but it's a, it's a, I wish I got a chance to experience walking up on me while I'm there street performing, because I'm aware that I do put off a, a vibe when I'm there. You know, I've had people come up in tears. I've had all types of 
you know, just encounters where people say, you know, you really just changed this whole block, just, you know. So that's one of the things I'm I'm aware of how energy works, but I don't street perform anymore. So I've kind of brought my energy over here now to where I kind of try to put it out. And, Share like that, yeah. And, that and it's really, performing like that is also, and changing the energy is sacred work to yeah. me. That's That's how I see it. And uh, there is no randomness. When we meet with people, it's because we are supposed to meet and there is some kind of match that is made, made from above to where we can either bring something to each other or bring something together for other people. Yes. And, and that's the beauty of it. Um, as far as um, the audience, I'm, I don't know when this episode is going to air, but... I have a class coming up on mom, mom guilt and about self-forgiveness because self-forgiveness will help you. When you feel guilty, you have a notion of you're waiting to be punished somehow unconsciously. And you cannot invite all the good in your life because at a certain level, you feel that you don't deserve it. So guilt can be very dangerous in general. Uh, there is a beauty to guilt. It depends. Uh, some guilt will teach you don't do that again and forgive yourself, but don't do that again. Other when you like, you know, I know a lot of people who beat themselves up for months and months and months for uh, one small mistake. We all make mistakes. So I have a class coming up on, on uh, self-forgiveness because when you forgive yourself, you also can forgive others with more, like more easily. Yeah. And moms are very, they are very talented in uh, guilt. <laughs> so <laughs> that's yes. what I, uh, I um, love helping. I have a podcast for moms. It's called Co-Parenting with the Universe, which I now change the name of my business. And just what I would love leaving people with is like, remember who you are. We are powerful. And you're not alone and you have what it takes, no matter what happens. We have what it takes. And whether it's beautiful, you can enhance the beautiful. It's great. Or if it's hard, you have what it takes and you can overcome and learn and, and grow. Um, and, and reach out to whoever you come across. If you're really struggling with something, don't stay alone because it's so hard to do things alone and think that you're only one on the planet who, who made that mistake or who's going through that, cha that uh, challenge. And you're not alone. We, we are human beings with the same. We want the same thing. We need the same thing. And a lot of us are going through stuff that are similar and we can help each other in that way. Yes. Um, Thank you. I wanted to connect some dots because I love the term co-parenting with the universe because that's how we we live our life is kind of co-creating with the universe and always following our intuition and you know asking for guidance and even when you're talking about this podcast um there was a break between season one and season two there was like a year break um where we went through some stuff but and it was divine before, as well <laughs> before season two started um I was going through some stuff and I was at a crossroad and I had a little bit of a low and I meditated on it and I was 
you know, and I asked for for guidance and for um, from the universe, from my ancestors, from my guardian angels, yeah. everyone that's co-creating with me and um, soul group, everyone. And so I, I, you know, there was, it was partly I was, you know, frustrated. I was, you know, I was just, I asked for guidance anyways. And, you know, all of a sudden, like an influx of um, people started requesting to be a guest on the podcast and the podcast started rolling. And, you know, I don't even care how many people are listening, to be honest with you, or who our audience is. I think the right people, I think, you know, I was guided by the universe. Yeah. And I think the yeah. right people that are supposed to be attracted to this content will be attracted to it. And, you know, I don't know where it's going, but it's something that we were guided to do. And, you know, and it's our experience so with the music as well was something that kind of led us to not stress those things again with this. And it was yeah. something that we learned from, from the past so that, you know, it created a um, anxiety and stress and worry. And, but with this, that's why we're, and it's going so fast. I must say that because a lot, this is one day we have one podcast schedule, but I think the rest of this week is like two podcasts a day recording. So things are rolling so fast that, yeah. you know, we're, we're only we're in gratitude it's just we've been stuck in gratitude for a month month and a half to where you know it's a lot it's work to come but the stress is you know basically being beat down with gratitude you know yeah because time. you're 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 shown you were shown you you asked for mm -hmm. guidance and that was your answer so you know yeah. where to go and it happens all the time i uh the, the, this co-parenting with the universe, I even woke up from a meditation. I woke up and I meditate in the morning and that came to me and I trademarked the name. I had cheers when that came to me. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's the one. And I remember I have friends who are not very, I have friends who believe in energy and the law of attraction and I have friends who don't. And they looked at me and they're like, are you sure that's where you want to go? I said, oh yeah, yeah, I'm out of the woo-woo closet. People will know um, that's who I am because that's what I do in my life. And I need to go and be aligned with who I really am. So when you are aligned and you ask and you follow the steps, it can only end up in something marvelous. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. And we've perfected or getting better at turning a negative into a positive. A lot of people don't really practice that, but that's something that, you know, you, you can actually become really good at turning a negative situation into a positive situation. And then, you know, it becomes better. Cause sometimes there's always both. Yeah. Didn't want to interrupt. I was going to say like, sometimes when you observe it after the fact, you realize there's a reason for everything. So yeah. you kind of start to understand like, okay, this is beyond me. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and so with that subject of turning the, the negative into a positive and uh, there is a reason for everything i actually did a, in my former podcast i did an episode on that and i believe that there is a reason for everything but even if i don't it doesn't even matter because you make it you, you will make it happen for a reason with whatever you you transform it into yeah because i have a friend who's like no it doesn't happen for a reason but i will 
do whatever I need so that it becomes a good outcome. And I was like, it doesn't matter what you believe, as long as you have this attitude of it happens and I'm going to transform like almost like an alchemist that into gold, even though if it's hard, that's what matters. And transforming the negative into positive, we, I catch myself through the day when I have a thought, I'm like, oh, that's an old story that I've been telling myself forever. No, out. That's not what I want to believe anymore. And we have to intervene on ourselves sometimes. And so developing awareness to recognize that in the moment. But there are also the things where when it happens, like, for example, when somebody is having difficulty because they just broke up or divorced or whatever, or something very traumatic happened. I always make sure that I witness the pain of the person and I give, I honor their pain and I give them time to be in shock. And then when they are ready, of course, it doesn't need to last too long because otherwise you bathe into it and it's not good. And then get to a point where you transform that negative into something positive. Because what I noticed in the positive thinking um, environment, sometimes it's too fast. And some people need to be like, I know for me, when I was contaminated with hepatitis B, I was contaminated by someone who ran away as soon as he knew. I needed to have my moment of anger. I needed to let that anger flow through me. And after that, transform that into something positive. But I needed to be, the emotions have their role. And as long as we don't stay in it, but we let them flow, and we don't push them inside of us, it's, it's, uh, the healing is done. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it has been a very, 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 very good conversation. And yeah. is there anything? Uh, no. I feel like I forgot to ask something. That's why I was like, there's something else you want to <laughs> ask, but... It will come back to you after the episode. (laughs) Yeah, it does. And we always invite our guests um, back. I know that you're not in the States, I guess. But if you're ever in L.A., we should be here for a while. I may may say hi at one point. My kids, I still have two daughters in the U.S. Although it's not in California, it's in Las Vegas. But that's still close. Yeah, that's four hours. Still close. Yeah, yeah. I love love the U.S. I'm going to be... My goal is to be on both countries living in both places. Okay. That would be the ideal. That's the vision I'm giving to the universe to work with. <laughs> hey, that's us too. <laughs> okay. And that I guess leads more to my question because we usually always ask your favorite places to travel. So I love the US. I love California, except mm-hmm. for the traffic, but the beach and the vibe, the California vibe. I don't know. There's something about California that mm-hmm. I love. Uh, a place where I have I have never been, but I want to go. It's Rome, Italy. Mm, I don't okay. know. It's it's attracting me, attracting to me. And I also want to go to Nepal and do some kind of meditation retreat or something there, because okay. I, I know people who did that, and that's really something I want to do. Okay. Okay. Italy is a beautiful place. Yeah, we love to travel, yeah. so we try to grab you know destinations from from our guests as well from their personal experience as well yeah. yeah greece was nice i've been in greece of france of course um yeah 
there are so many places. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. I want to go to Argentina because I used to do tango. So with Corona, as soon as we can, everything opens a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be on the list. Yes. I have a long list on my wall on my vision board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah. Do you do vision boards, by the way? Yes, and we just <laughs> we just we just printed out, out a new some house, new so. items for our <laughs> vision board Great. last night. Yeah, it's funny Great. that you asked that. But yeah, we still, always yeah. do vision boards. And it's like yeah, I need to print too. this out. I need to print this out too. I was just, just maybe two hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I have That's, one waiting for me too. Also, that I'm starting. I I was supposed to start in January, but I didn't have time. Yeah, yeah. That's how aligned, I guess, we are right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's been a, it's a huge pleasure having you um, come and teach Thank us you. about tapping and sharing your experience with us and sharing your advice to mothers with us. It's it's been a a, a pleasure. Um, thank you to the listeners. Yeah, thank you for listening. And um, you can find uh, Muriel's uh, like information on the description. And for our podcast, you can find us at americangypsy.com. Uh, you'll find access to all the episodes, audio and video. Uh, we also have merchandise at luamli.com. And you'll find access to that from American Gypsy. And there's also music. You have we have music at classic K L A C C I K Carpenter C A R P E N T A T C A R P E N T A on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and Tidal, all major platforms. Um thank you again for everyone listening, for our supporters, everybody to press press like, um, comment, that subscribe. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And Consistent self-improvement, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you. Peace.